0: Welcome to Rema for Today Radio.
1: We have our Passover night when we are born again by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the blood of Jesus is applied to our heart. And no more can the enemy. The arch enemy of God, devil himself, no more can he hold high carnival in our lives. No more can he keep us from receiving the good things of God. That's why we can sing the blood-bought church. That's why we can sing every stronghold of Satan must fall beneath our feet because we have had a spiritual Passover.
0: You are listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, Healing in the Word, by Ken Hagen. Right now, here's Ken Hagen's message.
1: Galatians chapter 3, verse number 7 says, Know ye therefore that they which are of faith the same are the children of Abraham. Then in verses 13 and 14, it says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Christ Jesus that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. And then verse 29, and if ye be Christ, then ye are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promises. I want to base where we go from there on these verses of Scripture. I want to do a little introduction by starting this way. After the fall of mankind, the human race fell steadily away into sin and sickness and disease. It became apparent that the harvest of sin was greater than the harvest of the light of God. And God looked down from up on high and he said, This is not good. I created man. To be my companion. I created man where I could walk and talk with him and fellowship with him. I created man for my pleasure. That's what the Bible says. But the devil had stolen it all away through the fall of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And now God looked down at man and he said, What? an awful bunch of people. And he looked over in a little country called Ur, tapped a man on the shoulder by the name of Abram. And he said, I want you to go and I want you to be the father of a new people. He changed his name to Abraham. Abram left And he went and he followed God. And a little while after that, after he had raised up the children of Israel, they went into bondage. God raised up another man by the name of Moses. He was to deliver the children of Israel out of Egypt. If you know anything about Bible typology, you know that Egypt is a type of sin. We find that we come to the night of the Passover. The blood of the Passover lamb was put on the top of the, high of the doorpost and on each side. And when the death angel came by, it would pass over. We have our Passover night when we are born again by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the blood of Jesus is applied to our heart. And no more can the enemy. The arch enemy of God, devil himself. No more can he hold high carnival in our lives. No more can he keep us from receiving the good things of God. That's why we can sing the blood bought church. That's why we can sing every stronghold of Satan must fall beneath our feet because we have had a spiritual Passover. They left Egypt, which is a type of sin never to return. They didn't have the Holy Spirit such as we have in this dispensation in which you and I live in. They had to follow the power of God which was a pillar of, of fire by night and a pillar of cloud by day. But in the dispensation in which you and I are living today, we don't have to look for an outward manifestation or an outward sign. The Holy Spirit, the power of God tabernacles himself with inside of us. We don't have to have all of these outward signs because the Holy Spirit is living within, not without. You see, John 7, 37 and 38 says, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. This brief summary of the Passover was given to you because it brings us to what I want to speak about. Because it was immediately after the Passover and the children coming out of the land of Egypt that what I'm going to talk about took place. You may want to turn and read this with me. You can turn to Exodus chapter number 15. Exodus chapter 15, if you'd like to read with me. and We're going to establish the subject that we want to speak on it's called God's healing covenant. God has established a healing covenant. He established it with the children of Israel a long time ago. And in the Exodus chapter number 15, verse number 22, so Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. They'd just crossed the Red Sea. And they went out into the wilderness of Shur. And they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. And when they came to Myra, They could not drink the water of Myra, for they were bitter. Therefore the name of it was called Myra. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, what shall we drink? And he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast it into the waters, the waters were made sweet. And and there he made for them a statute. I want you to listen to this. There he, that is God, made for them a statute and an ordinance There he proved them. And he said, if thou would diligently hearken to do to the voice of the Lord thy God and will do that which is right in his sight and will give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases upon thee which I brought upon the Egyptians for I am the Lord that heedeth thee. I am Jehovah Rapha. I want you to realize that as God showed Moses this tree there in the wilderness. He dipped it into the bitter water and the water was healed and they were able to drink of that water. And at the same time, he established a covenant with them, a healing covenant. He established the fact that he was Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that healeth. He is, it says here he established a statute and an ordinance we in this country understand statutes and ordinances. They are established every day in the city councils, in the state governments, in the national government. Statutes and ordinances are passed and those statutes and ordinances become the law of the land that we live by. And the statutes and ordinances of God become the law of God's land that we live by. You see, we have not only citizenship in a natural world, but we have citizenship in a spiritual world. And that is the world, that's the spiritual world that God has put into existence. And he's established laws whereby that govern that world. We were talking about one when we took the offering. The laws of giving and receiving as God has established When you come in contact with them, they'll work for you. In this natural world that you and I live in, there are natural laws that have been established. There's a law called the law of gravity. God established it a long time ago when he made the earth and all that we have here. He established the law of gravity. The law of gravity says that if I walk off this platform, I'm gonna fall to the next floor down there or I'll keep falling until I hit something. Is that not what the law of gravity says? Huh? And without some kind of propulsion or some kind uh, of energy to keep me from falling, I'm gonna fall. That's what happens to an airplane. You see, as long as it has its propulsion, as long as it's moving at a certain speed, then there are certain other laws that govern the lift and so the lift and thrust and so forth and so forth and the airplane is going, but you cut off the power and that airplane falls, because the law of gravity takes over. You see, uh, as long as there is power in those engines, as long as there is a movement and, and the, the laws that govern lift and thrust and so on, downdrafts and updrafts and so forth and so on are in effect, it'll stay in the air. But you cut off those engines and therefore when you cut off the engines, you have no more thrust. So therefore you're not creating any drag and there's no li- uplift to, to hold the thing up and so all of a sudden the law of gravity takes a hold and it reaches up and grabs a hold of that thing and goes, "choo," and it's gone. And we have no problem with these laws because we have studied them in our science classes from the time we've been in the first or second grade and they started teaching us science. And we've studied them all the way through. Some people go into it more than others and get all involved in, in it more than others do. So what happens is that we, we just go along and we have no problem with the things that are easy for us and we understand. We have no problems with them. See, we have no problem with laws and ordinances and so forth and laws that govern our natural world because we have grown up with them for ever since we can remember. They have become a part of our lives. And yet, when we begin to deal with the laws and the statutes and the ordinances that govern our spiritual area of life, we tend to have a problem with it because it goes contrary to our theological upbringing
0: you're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen, call now to get this month's special offer. Back by popular demand, it's Lynette's Bargain Bag, and it features resources all about healing. The Healers in Your House Slimline Book, Seven Hindrances to Healing mini-book, Executing the Basics of Healing book, all three by Ken Hagen, plus Keys to Scriptural Healing Slimline book, the book God's Word on Divine Healing and Healing Faith on CD by Kenneth E. Hagin. All for the incredible bargain price of nineteen ninety-five. Call today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagin Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen.
1: You know, we're still over in Oklahoma City with yes. uh, with our church over there, and it's not video; it's live.
0: That's right. And we are there in you person. You know, uh,
1: what I what I've what I've done here, because I wanted to do this, but I didn't want to do a video, and I said, how am we gonna do it? So, I remembered that people started a Saturday night service so people could be off on Sunday, mm-hmm. and I said, hey, let's do Sunday morning on Sunday night, and people that work or or just want to have the weekend off can come Sunday night and get the same experience that you would have on Sunday morning. Or
0: like to sleep late. Or like to
1: sleep late and want to come. We're over there. Experience Sunday morning on Sunday That's night right. at 6 p.m.
0: 8921 Northwest Expressway.
1: In Oklahoma City. Come That's on right. out and be with us. In fact, uh, we, what, just uh, the other Sunday, there were several people that said they heard it on mm-hmm. the television. That's right. So come on out and be with us.
0: Want to find out where a living faith crusade is near you? Then go online now to rama.org to see where Ken and Lynette Hagan will be ministering. That's Rama.org. Tomorrow, more from Reverend Hagen on this powerful teaching. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.